Oh, hey team, how are we all? We are back for another edition of the Rugby League Lounge Weekly Show. And today I am sadly by myself. I've had a pretty full-on week. I am currently recording this on Friday. So, yeah, and I'll be hopefully posting it on Friday, if not Saturday. But, yeah, it's been pretty hectic. I was unable to get Joel on this week just because I didn't want to be stuffing him around. So that's why I posed the questions for the side, the opportunity for you guys to give me some questions. And we got a few here today. Um, once again, apologies for the delay this week. But hey, better late than never is the famous saying. And, you know, we're still producing content. So here we go with the first question from Game Dots underscore one. If you could pick one player to come out of retirement, who would it be? Now, Straight up, like I think about your favourite players, you know, I've got a long list of favourite players. Um, but look, at the end of the day, they had good careers. They, a lot of my favourite players, they, you know, I got to see them, you know, win. I got to see them play for a good majority of time. Um, so I think for me, if I had to see one player come out of retirement, to be someone that was affected by injury, their career was cut short. There's a couple Guys that obviously you think of as soon as it pops into your head, and Darrell Yogi is probably the top of the list for me. He was such an exciting player, and he was just growing and growing and growing. And we see the way the wing, the role of the wing has changed now. Obviously, Brian Toto is probably the main one. He's kind of like a second forward, and even though Darrell Yogi wasn't being used as a second forward, if he was in today's era. Look, he had the size. He's got that explosion of the power, that work effort. There's a very good chance that we could have been seeing that kind of evolution of the winger come early with Drew Yeah, If he was able to stay motivated, he was already in rep teams. He was already regarded as one of the best wingers of his era. And I think he was only about three or maybe four to five seasons into his career. Just had that, and along with, you know, how he could have been utilised, just that skill set, the excitement, the sidestep. Um, I'll never forget this try in his rookie year against Jonathan Thurston when he just turned him inside out, inside out, inside out. Um, yeah, he had a good little kick at him as well. He was not afraid to put an X factor on. So for me, Joel Yee would have been, would have been, it would be great to see him in retirement and to see him in today's era. So, yeah, if I was able to bring him out of retirement, obviously I'd be bringing him into today's game. So, it would have been awesome to see. Um, yeah, so that's my pick for that one. Now, Cooper, he's really carried the team here. He's answered three, he's asked three questions here. Now, we're going to go into one of them here. Um, he's asked one. Um, but we might go, we'll actually come back to that one because it's there's a kind of question that's similar to that later, asked by someone else. So we'll talk about Dallium Awards, your Dallium Awards. Now, I'm going to be doing my own little awards system at the end of the year, and I'm real excited to kind of um, explain more about that as the season progresses, but I'll keep a little bit, yeah, my lips shut. But look, for me, at the moment, I think Dallium, Middle look clearly. I think it's been confirmed he's not going to be returning this weekend. By the way, I'm currently recording this during the Raiders Dragons game. Um, but yeah, so I think look, if he's not coming, he might take a while to settle in. There's players potentially coming back that will steal points off him as well. 
Look, he's got a bit turbo, man. It's crazy to think. Like, oh, he is this. He just seems guaranteed to get points every time they win, and even when they don't win, you know. I remember there was a game a couple of weeks ago when you think you're watching the game and you think maybe Turbo is not going to get points here. You look at the stat sheet; he's got 327 running meters or something ridiculous like that. I think, well, he's you know. Come on, <laughs> he's got a point in there. So I think for me, he's going to be a Dalian player of the year. Now we'll talk about, now I don't believe they still do that. They were doing that system where when they put positions, they were going off the point system as well, but I don't think they're doing that anymore. So let's say two of us fullback, Brian Toto will be winger. Maybe this injury affects him, but Alex Johnson's another one that's up for discussion here too. He's been injured. Josh had a car. He's missed time through Origin. I feel like something... And Brett Morris, obviously, he, he started the season red hot, but had to retire. He would have been right in the mix too. So, Brighton Toe is my winger. I'm going to have Justin Odom as my centre. He has just gone strength to strength. His decision-making this year has been fantastic. He's always, obviously, had that, um, that build... Um, and that aggression and size that he's presented. But, yeah, um, for me, 5A of the year. Look, Luai looked like he was in a good position to win this, but he's always going to be affected with having clear in his team. And because of kind of him, you know, a dip of form because of everything that's been going on with the Panthers injury-wise, Walker has not helped this at all as he has just gone... You know, he did this last year. He just caught fire. Um, look, and not saying he wasn't, he wasn't, he was in good form at the start of the season, but he is just, he's on another level at the moment. He's really, when the Rabbitohs are rolling, they're rolling. And we know new rules once you get momentum, they're hard to stop. And Walker is probably one of the last people you want to get rolling. He has been terrific. So he'll be my sixth. Halfback, even though Clear has been out, I think Clear will be out. I think Jerome Hughes is going to be hurt by his team and how their points are allocated. But for me, he's really got been arguably one of the top five players this season. If you talk about consistency, being able to perform night in, night out, and also some of the performances he's put in have been up there with the best of the season. Probably not quite Tommy Turbo level, but look, <laughs> we're talking about Tommy Turbo. Prop of the year, now Fisher House has been out. Um, with his, I believe he is having a, a child, so congrats to Fisher Harris. But I think he was right, he was right up there to Dalians too. I think he was the next man behind, um, Daddy, sorry, not Daddy Chubbins, Nathan Cleary. Um, so yeah, for me, he will be there. Um, even though, like we said, the points just doesn't matter, it will still, when you see a clear gap, I think it will give the judges a food for And I test, he has been the best front row this year along with Payne Haas, who missed a lot of time at the start of the season. But in a losing team, it's going to be hard to get Payne for the Haas' award. Hook of the year, bit of a tight one. Um, Ray Mahoney's up there for hook of the year. Like he, I think he ultimately will get it, actually. Even though I think Brandon Smith's been a better system, um, been a better side, been probably just a touch better. Look, I think we'll look at the Eels and the Eels' success, and a lot of it involves around... Um, a lot of it involves around me, Red Mahoney, where Melbourne's is very spread out. So I think Reed's probably going to potentially grab it from Brandon Smith at the moment. Um, yeah, but for me, like I said, I, if I had to pick my hook of the year right now, I'd probably go Brandon Smith. Second row of the year, look, 
I think that's another year. I think it's Papa Lee. He's been brilliant. He has been the buy of the year. He was bench player of the year. Then he's come starting. And now, like I said, he's going to be second row of the year. And I think he is going to, yeah. And I think you, I test tells you all. Dave Feeder's up there. Angus Corden's been great. But for me, Papa Lee has been, look, I, I, didn't, I knew he was going to be a good sizing, but I did, I see that I don't think he was going to impact the Eels' chances this year. The Eels have obviously, lost the last couple of games that really you'd think they I think they'll be in favorites but look Moses back it probably changes a few things and with Papa Lehi there look I think they're you know a more dangerous unit this year compared to last lock lock of the year Isaiah Yo's missed a bit of time now but I like his chances again I really like Isaiah Yo oh so impressive in my origin even though I was a Queensland fan, just he just seems like he's got so much time. Um, great footwork and just, yeah. Joe House is a good shout too. Obviously suffered an injury too that I think has ruled him out for the rest of the season. He's just, yeah. Everyone talks about probably Roger Tuivas, Sheik being the best player of the season. I think it's been Dohu. He's been tremendous. Um, and, yeah, I think that's basically Dallian Awards. Obviously, you got Rookie of the Year. I think, I think Sam Walker, especially the way he's kicked on, I thought maybe... Maybe he might have dipped off, but because of the maybe rest him a bit longer and a few more games. Sorry, but man, he's just the hype's real. I said that straight away. Like the hype, the hype's legit. The hype is legit, and he's proven it. People will question the size, but I just love the fearlessness. He does not play like he's the smallest man on the field. He has been terrific. Coach of the year. Uh, I think Trent Robinson's got a really good chance too. You think of all the injuries they've had. I think Robinson, Bellamy will be up there. Like if they win, I think they're at 16 in a row at the moment. So I think if they win 21, if the dumb arrest right, look, it'd be very hard to deny Craig Bellamy there, especially with the injuries they've dealt with. So I'll be out of them too, I think. I think. And there's no being huge, there's no huge high rises. There's no, like obviously Manly, yes, but we know that's very dependent on um, Tom Javojevic, so how much he, like, Dez Hazel's been great to get Olukaratu and Jason Saab and Morgan Harper and he's got a case for sure, but I think for me, Robinson and Bellamy will be the front runners. and look, you can't deny, like I, I honestly think, look, I'm, I'm a Melbourne fan, but look, there wouldn't be many people that say that they wouldn't win their next couple games. I think they will. The toughest test is going to be this weekend against Manly, but for me, yeah, no, I'd probably give it to Bellamy, eh? Mm. I, even as a Storm fan, I probably hope for Robbo who gets it. Like, yeah, it's a tough one. Um, yeah, so that'll be my Dallium Awards. I feel like I've probably got some. They don't do interchange by the year award anymore. Um, but yeah, I'll be doing, like I said, I'll be doing a proper kind of season award, a little ballot at the end of the year. So stay tuned for that, guys. It's hopefully. Hopefully, um, yeah, it's a big hit. Um, Cooper again, Cooper underscore 734. A Penrith starting to become a one-person team. Nah, sorry, Cooper, mate. You've you've hit the post on this one, brother. Like you you think like look, I think I think their loss against um their loss against Storm has actually been probably overlooked a bit because everyone's given the pass mark. But look, Storm have been able to well win games obviously and dominate, but um, look, they, they lost by 20, 30 some points, something like that. 24 points, 36 to 10. Or, that's 
like you, you still need it. They still had Origin players on there. They, yeah, I look. But to answer your question, they one man team. So even with that, like clearly wasn't the only man out. You've got your two best go forward runners, To'o, Fisher Harris, out. Nathan Cleary, obviously, out. Best player in the game, along with Turbo. Then you've got Isaiah Yo, who is your stabilizer. Now, not that now, Jerome Luai, look, I think, yeah, I look, it's hard to compare him the best half in the game, but look, he has struggled. And people probably questioning, like, yeah, his legitimacy as a top, 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 top tier half. But at the end of the day, it's not just clear he's missing a partner of. It's Isaiah Yo. You saw him at origin level. He was able to just control that ruck, control that ruck ball. And, you know, he was able to dictate how to set go, set went in the early stages. And also another centre of attack is another guy that's been missing last week, Apikalsau, who will be back too. So, look, I don't think they are a one-man team. Um, but, look, it'll be interesting to see if all those guys are back and there's no Nathan Cleary. Um, and they were still able to win games. That was actually the case. But they weren't reversing the opposition like the Storm. Look, yeah, look, they bet. They beat the storm, and people will forget about this match. They beat the storm without Cleary in round um, three, too. So, look, they're not a one man team, but they, it's pretty obvious they won't win a premiership without them, I don't think. Um, but there's not many teams that you can say would win a premiership without their best player. Yeah, and I'll just leave it there. Um, but no, not a one man team. But they are definitely a different team without Cleary. Um, this is well, I want to answer that question last because it's an interesting question. Um, Sunshine Coast underscore Falcons underscore Weekly has got a couple of questions here. Oh, I actually have not thought about this yet. Favorite players to watch the season? Look, Bice, man, it's been awesome to watch the Storm. Like when I first watched the Storm, like I was very centered on watching Billy. Um, and I liked all the pieces around it, but like when I talk about my favorite, when I used to make like, the footy near I am, used to make them my favorite 13, favorite 17, it'd be a whole mix of players. I probably only had two or three storm players. And um, now, I, when I make a team, when I kind of finger that in my head, I'm like, I'd have to just cut storm players out because they'd make the majority of my team. Like, I love watching Kevin Housen. Um, and in this season, particularly, I've seen Nico Hines. Like I said before, Olam has been awesome to see his rise. I've loved to see Remus Smith thrive in his role. Jerome, like I could go on and on. So let's go non-storm. Players that I've loved to... Favourite player to watch this season. Let's go non-storm. Just to throw out Storm, if I had to pick one from the Storm, it probably would be Grant Smith. I love what he's been able to do. He's proven me wrong about this season in terms of what his best role is. He has been able to work himself into shape to be a hooker and he has shown what that has done to his form at that position. Fabe, yeah, if I had to pick someone not like uh, Brian Tyler. Gotta be. I love that man. He is awesome. Well he's my favorite player outside the storm. I just I was high on him last year. I thought, yeah, I still thought he wasn't in the ball enough for there was still very, he wasn't fully untapped, but I didn't think it was going to be this level. Um, I think he is the best one in the game over Josh Alakar. 
he is just unbelievable. Obviously, he's so young too. He is just, he's just a little wrecking ball. People can compare him to Matt of Utah. Now, I really never watched Matt of Utah in his prime, but yeah, I think he's Matt of Utah 2.0 in terms of like a supercharged version of him. He's a little little boulder that just, or should I say, a little pinball machine, really. Bounces off players. Post-contact meters are, I think, are like all-time high. Running meters, pretty close to averaging. Sadly, he's not going to have a full season to kind of break some records, but his averages are going to look pretty damn good, man. So I think he would be my pick. I'm just trying to think of anyone else in particular from another team. That I've enjoyed watching. Um, it's tough because I do enjoy watching a lot of players, but off the top of my head, um, I'm a bit stumped to be fair. But yeah, Brighton Toe is, is a standout for me. Um, yeah, so we'll go with that answer here. Um, Sunshine Coast Falcons Weekly has another question Who finishes seventh or eighth? Look, as a recording um, of, sorry, skipped over. Um, Kirby's question Who asked top eight? So yeah, to work these in together. So Storm, Panthers, Manly. Now it's going to be really tough here. Um, I think look, I'm gonna back Manly, Roosters, Eels to do the job. I think that will be it. So Eels six, Roosters five, Manly four. I think Eels have oh, they got a tough run home. Manly will lose this weekend and they could win. Jerome Hughes is in doubt too. But that'll be the only loss. And then Roosters, they got Panthers. Now, actually, you know what? I'm gonna say Roosters fourth, Manly fifth. Roosters will. I'm I'm thinking about changing my tip this weekend for the Roosters. Just gotta now with Clear ruled out. Yeah, like it again. No Fisher Harris still no Toto. Yeah. Uh, but who finishes seventh or eighth? Looky, look at run home, and we know Knights have won this weekend. Knights will be in there, I believe. The run home is pretty straightforward. The Raiders, I think, when I last looked, they were currently losing to the Dragons. Can't trust them. Titans have a pretty straightforward run, I believe. I think it's going to be the end, too. Uh, but my question would be to you guys is the Sharks are probably in the mix. So I think Sharks and Raiders are the other two teams in the mix here. Like, are they? Are those the eight, top eight teams? Obviously, the top six, clearly. Yeah, man, I've been disappointed on a few. Oh, yeah, it's I don't have to say that, do I? I'm a bit disappointed in a few teams that there's not a clear like when you are well under 500 and you're making the eight, something's not right. But Titans have been playing better, they've been blowing teams out by a few. But yes, they're not the best teams, but they're still doing it. They're still doing it. They've had a bit of form. They're actually also not conceding points when they're blowing. They used to blow point, they used to put on points and then you know lose games because they'll concede in the same amount or you know obviously if not more um yeah and then some of their wins were marred by the deficit that they were giving up so yeah i think i think when you look at run home titans knights knights yeah this looked like a different side with pierce and pong i think it was like the second game playing together this season maybe even the first game um yeah the pierce is a very pierce has probably become underrated now um, he's still a very direct halfback when he when he's on form. So yeah, I like them in their four packs. Pretty class. Safidi, Klima, both Safidis, Frizzell. Yeah, they might not be the best in the outside backs. I do have questions about the outside backs. But 
yeah, I think I think it's going to be Knights and the um, Titans, especially with Sean Johnson's injury for the Sharks too, and Raiders. Just you just don't know, man. Just don't know. Ah, uh, Cooper, I've missed one of your questions, my friend. I believe. Oh no. Oh, final predictions. Um. Ah, uh, look, Storm versus. Yeah, I think I still think it'll be Storm Panthers final. How how we get to that conclusion? Look, there's, you know, I could go. Yeah, they'll probably be too long winded, but I think they're still the top two class teams. I think Tommy's probably going to become too relied on. And look, I said about the Panthers; these injuries could be a blessing in disguise. It's less wear and tear in their bodies, and able to fully recover from these injuries. Good chance Clear was all set to go this weekend, but. They know they've got that second spot pretty much locked, um, especially with the draw they've got. The Roosters game's going to be interesting, but I do think that they will still be in the final of the Storm. And <clears throat> I do see my Storm being able to take it out. I am confident in that, but, you know, I'm still going to be wary that, look, Panthers won 17 games in a row last year and they lost the big dance, and we haven't been in a big game without Smith yet. We were in, against the Eels and against the Panthers were our closest games. We lost them. Um, and a lot of that probably come down to being able to not being able to manage ourselves out of that situation um, and make it easy on ourselves. And Smith did that in spades. So, yeah, we're really going to have to see Cameron Munster take on another, another role and the other veterans in this team as well. And Jerome Hughes has been fantastic. But, yeah, he's got to... Every decision has got to be pinpointed in those big games. And I think we can, I think we can do it. But the scary thing is that I know Nathan Clear will do that, especially after what he did last year. He'll be ready to redeem himself. He's at another level this year. So, yeah, I got Storm over the Panthers in the final, but I am cautious, yet confident. Uh, last one today, my friends. Rugby RL. So RL since 1908 used to be RL modern day prince. We've done some collab in the past. Really much enjoyed it. He's a great fella. Um, he's asked a question: What drives you to consistently make content, and why the video show definitely unique in my opinion? Well, I appreciate that. I assume it's a compliment. What drives you to make um, consistently make content? Now, to be fair, the last couple of weeks I've been a bit slack, um, and it's going to lead me into my next question, um, to the next question later on. But what job consistently makes you drop on it? Well, to be honest, I love rugby league. Um, you know, when I talk rugby league with other people, like even casuals don't watch it as much as me or, you know, my, my family. And look, we can still have a conversation, but there's stuff that's going on in my head. Like, I love it so much. I want to go every angle possible. So for me, it's a way to create conversations, a way to get my ideas, radiate content, because I know that my ideas aren't, I'm not the only one thinking of these things, or maybe I am, but I know that I can get engagement. And for me, that that's cool. That's sport, media brings people together. And it's just, it can be viewed as a negative sometimes. And that's also why I want to consistently make, what consistently makes me drive content, because there is negative space. But we've got the platform, even though I'm just a, normal bloke from the west coast of south on new zealand in Greymouth. half of you guys probably over half of you guys don't even know haven't never heard of Greymouth before um we can still have a say we've got a community here but 
what we see is Fox, and I don't, I hate to label that, but we see Fox season, we see the negative headlines, we see all the bad stuff, and yes, players got to be accountable. At the end of the day, there's too much drama going on in the game, but it is not made any better from the media, and they are just fishing for headlines at the end of the day for me. Not all of them. Now, I've got to remember, not all of them, but a lot of them, a lot of them are. A lot of them are. And I was just thinking about this today, like, NBA, like, yes, they talk about the issues. They talk about the off-field stuff, but they don't. That is not, that's, that's, they bring it up, they get over it. And it's dealt with out of the scenes. It's still dealt with. We don't know it. Someone might have done something unethical, you know, against your morals. And it doesn't mean, oh, you know, we'll get over it. No, it's still dealt with. But the media, it's a, still, you don't need to put it like it'll be dealt with. It'll be dealt with, but it's clickbait headlines. But we have the platform to create positivity. And I love doing that. And I love going to new angles. Like I was thinking about the other day, I did a post the other day. And I was like, I was typing the title. I'm like, how did I come? Like, I should say, how did I come up with that? But it's like, this is pretty cool that I'm writing a story that I don't think I have seen before. Um, this is unique. And it's like, this is awesome. And I'm getting engagement. Yeah, I could get big. Getting, I'm not getting as much engagement as other people, but I'm enjoying it. And yeah, and I'm getting, and because of that engagement, that is what's consistently making me drive content. I've had good feedback. And yeah, I love doing what I'm doing. If I wasn't enjoying it, I don't think I would be doing it. I have been a bit... Under the pump lately with other commitments, but I still am fitting time in and I've been realistic. I've been creating, and that leads me into those videos. Look, when you write a post, sometimes like people think sometimes if you if you said like if I said uh Storm we're gonna win the comp, that's all, and that's that's all my prediction said. Look, when I'm talking in a video, I can give you why, I can give you reasons. Um, and the shorter formats is better, obviously. And that's why this is obviously like a 30-minute video, maybe even longer. But if I just put that on Instagram and you see only four minutes, five minutes, you're like, oh, yeah, I've got four minutes, five minutes out of my day, maybe 10 minutes because I can babble on. This will probably be a bit longer too. But, yeah, for me, it's a good way to get my ideas across um, rather than typing. It's the more natural way rather than orchestrating a message and it can be kind of misconstrued because tone, expression also has a huge part on your message as well. Um, yeah, and sometimes you can do sarcasm over text and people just take it, you know, they they think it's legit, you know, <laughs> even though you've read it a million times, but this is definitely sarcasm. Doesn't not everyone's the same. Um, I've seen so many little things on on Instagram that have taken differently to how I've perceived them. So yeah. So for me, um, I really appreciate um, this this message, man, because uh, I think it's a good question. I think it's a good insight. So I hope that answers your question. And that's a good way to wrap us up today. Thank you, team. Apologies once again for the delay. Um, I will try my best to be earlier next week. Hopefully I can get a video going with Joel. Um, yeah, and we've, we've got a few things to talk about. Obviously finals is coming, but yeah, um, I look forward to chatting to you guys next week. So I hope you guys have a good week and um, yeah.